Welcome to season 2 of the absolutely right podcast the first graphology based podcast show in India. I am your host Aditi Surana. I am a graphologist and a high performance coach. If you're new here let me tell you I present different ways of using the simple technique of handwriting which is through graphology, graphotherapy, handwritten journaling and much more to really solve the complex, difficult, really stuck up problems in our lives. Now how do I do it? On a Wednesday episode I analyze people based on their handwriting and get to know their secrets of being so successful, fascinating and inspiring. On a Friday episode I give you one handwritten journaling prompt and teach you how to use graphotherapy to find your connect with yourself. Now if you think does it really work? Is it really worth it? Give it a shot. Watch one episode, see if it works for you and then decide. I know my subject is difficult. Like in the last 2 weeks I've been speaking at different forums, different places where people ask me, "Oh, how did you choose this as a career? Was it really easy? What were the challenges?" Now I must say, 17 years ago when I started my journey with graphology, I had no clue what I was walking into. It is literally like being in love, following the passion, just doing whatever it took with each project and life just kind of figured itself out. Every single day when I wake up and I look forward to my day, I look forward to those smaller moments where I get to look at a handwriting sample, look at a smile, a deeper connect with a client, and I think that's what makes it worth all the challenges, all the battles and all the troubles I may say. So, you know, if you have a dream that nobody can see through and if people don't believe in it, if you believe in it, go for it and do whatever it takes so many times people talk about ideas as like these dreamy concepts but the work behind it is what makes it true now without further ado let me introduce you to our today's guest now they say it takes one to know one it takes a woman to know the other one it takes a passionate entrepreneur to know the other in today's context it takes one aditi to know the other I'm saying this because our guest today is a co-founder and head baker of this amazing company that serves delicious baked food called Baker's Dozen. I've been their customer for the longest time. I think pretty much from the time they started in Bombay and the things they dish out are delicious. If you haven't tried Baker's Dozen, please try their sourdough breads and their cakes and so many other things. You know, I, it's not a promotional thing, but as a genuine feedback from a customer, you know, a genuine promotion from a customer, I must say. Hi Aditi, welcome to the show. I am so excited for personal reasons also to have you on the show and I'll get to that. but thank you for being part of our journey here thank you thank you for inviting me i'm very excited to know more about myself great <laughs> so before i say anything your walnut banana bread was always my favorite there was a point i ate it every single week and struggled through my diet but had to eat it <laughs> because it was so yummy yes. so aditi aditi how did this start from psychology to baking how did your journey go that so, way Uh, I studied psychology and human resource management with the intention that someday I will get into training and development. Mm-hmm. And uh, in uh, I I studied just in England. I came back in two thousand and nine. I met my uh, husband, and uh, we were trying to figure out uh, let's start a business. And then we said, why don't we start a business together? Okay. And uh, then we said, uh, why not start with something with food? Mm-hmm. And uh, food is something that always interested me. Not enough to start a business, but when we started more talking about more and more, I said, "Okay, this sounds good." 
and that's when i went to the french culinary institute in new york to learn baking and that was a game changer for me i went okay. there just to see ke you know how do you make good bread i just wanted to be one of those well informed managers really that okay but uh, my chefs were amazing and when i started baking and i learned how to bake so uh, i realized this is what i'm meant to do in life i so you literally had your connect exactly i figured out my ikigai in life that this is wow. my purpose and i just wanted to bake i didn't even care about selling bread i just wanted to bake bread if someone oh, has nice. to buy uh, it's uh, you know they will buy <laughs> So people who do not know what ikigai is is a <laughs> Japanese way of finding your purpose and the process becomes so engaging and fulfilling that you don't care about the results. Cannot agree more with that concept and what you just said. I'm getting goosebumps to just think <laughs> about the exploration. Now, uh, we were talking about or rather I was telling you that in your handwriting I find you're extremely patient especially when we are dealing with all our technological <laughs> hassles before we started recording finally so in in that context when I look at your writing I cannot see the aspect of losing your calm easily or giving up on your ideas no matter how tough things become you hold on to them and you make sure that you do your best and it has not only in your professional life but even yeah. in your personal life it has taken many many years for you to get to the outcome that you had in your mind to begin with but you haven't given up i think that's incredible i really like how you put put the spin on patience because uh, anyone who knows me says exactly the opposite but i do agree with the, what you are saying this is you know when you start a business and you start a business which is so different than what you're used to you know when we started making sourdough bread in 2013 Mm-hmm. and that time sourdough was not really a common concept people knew of right and uh, it took quite a lot of belief in the product to stick by it okay. and uh, consumers did not know but no consumers were the easier ones to explain and teach this to mm-hmm. our sales staff who was always had these targets to teach that man ye nahi bik sakta this is too different can you just make a regular bread wo main bech dunga Hmm. and uh, we just had to like stand tall and say no this is my bread this is what i like this is the right one trust me it's just a matter of time and uh, it's just busy from your product that people will get around and sure. uh, we waited uh, for several years and then now during the pandemic everyone talking about sourdough <laughs> it's like i think i should go and get more gyan to my customers yeah. what sourdough <laughs> Yeah, with all the flavors and beetroot in it, and this exactly. and that, and totally, yeah, of course, <laughs> Instagram was totally filled with all those pictures exactly. of bread cuts and that the center. This is there are, there are times where we get a message or an email from a consumer saying, "This is how I make my sourdough," and I'm like, "Wow, that's an interesting technique. I could adapt to that." <laughs> nice, that's amazing. Now, Aditi, do you have any questions for me? It's awkward to call you Aditi. It's almost I like know. you know, Karthik calling Karthik. <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> um i wanted to understand that what is the importance of a signature when it comes to handwriting analysis I and mean, then does it matter if someone uses just the first name or the whole first name and the last name does that is that uh, reflective of anything oh a lot a lot 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 so signature is your public image so when you look okay. at you know walking into any formal situation uh, talking to people even at times in the house when we talk to our parents we suddenly become formal if you have to deal with some you know specific topic that yeah. you know that they would disapprove of so anywhere you get into this formal behavior yeah. the signature comes 
to your rescue what do i mean is that behavior is captured in your signature with or without your knowledge so we never okay. design signatures saying that oh i want people to look at me like this yeah. we don't do that we do it naturally we say oh my this exactly. is my artistic expression this is my symbol but because it brings out the whole identity on the paper it is the Understood. public identity that you carry whereas handwriting is about who you are and how you think and when nobody is watching how do you behave all of that is handwriting now i'm going to quickly go back and talk about okay. the question that you ask why people think that you're impatient now it's not about impatient impatience you are direct you're to the point and you're harsh when it comes to giving feedback if they ask you so you would not miss your words you would not say things that they want to hear you're like okay this is black i cannot define it any other way and people are like no ma'am but you should be like little polite and you know yeah. call it like charcoal gray or something you're like no i can see it's black and there is no other way around it and that's how I, you i so wish people would get that better <laughs> your life will be easier but, but not no. theirs for sure <laughs> So so when it comes to your signature when you write only your name it talks about you consider yourself as an independent person so much so that when it comes to representing yourself you say my family is there and i they are a kind of my supporters and cheerleaders yeah. but i would not depend on them understood whereas when you have your surname you kind of have that family with you when you build your your own life ahead So now we cannot be removed from our parents' influence. Obviously, yeah. we are you know woven into it pretty much, and that's how we think. Yeah. But some people are more influenced than others. This is where the difference between only name and only uh, and a name with a surname. Understood. Okay. Understood. Now that is your question on graphology. Graph like when I look at your handwriting, yeah. I can talk about multiple aspects of your personality. So what would you like to know about yourself that I can answer from handwriting? Okay. So when you see my handwriting, what does it reflect on being able to multitask between different roles? You know, your personal life, which is being a wife, a mother, a daughter, and your professional life, which is uh, running a company. What does the writing also what with your husband? Yeah. Also yes. with your husband. So here yes. you have dual role right there, exactly. like being a like wife. Exactly. In the same mo- in the same moment, you're wondering. Oh <laughs> I I don't know how you do it, but kudos to both of you because I have heard it from so many couples that it becomes yeah. extremely difficult to divide that space. Now, True. how you do it? If I have to look at your writing and talk about it, so Aditi, you speak well on the topics and subjects that you love. but as i look at your writing it moves towards the left side and that talks about you being an introvert which means okay. you take a lot of time to open up and really express your deeper emotions when you do them you will be direct as i mentioned yeah. but you take time you would not be uh, impatient about saying what you really feel you might have an outburst because you hold it back for so long yeah. that by the time you speak it just goes out of control yeah. at times but most of the time you hold on to it as your simple idea to go around now being an introvert you get recharged when you are spending time by yourself when you are uh-huh. not being bothered by other people so even if if you are alone or if you are baking when you are not communicating <laughs> not baking with five people around like just baking by yourself this is your recharge mechanism and if you are recharged you do not care about how other people are looking at their perspective what they are doing but most of the time you are surrounded by people and your source of irritation is that that you are not able to or you mm. cannot 
feel that you are tuned in i'm also referring here to carl jung's concept of introvert and extrovert how yeah. he defined it as charging yeah. recharging yourself with people or without people so you are great at doing it without people so after this session i require i request you to really take out time on regular <laughs> basis to recharge yourself otherwise you will just have those small outbursts <laughs> happening every now and then this makes so much sense now that you're mentioning this because uh, for the past 3 weeks I've been not getting my driver to work, and I drive myself, uh, which is one hour each direction, and it's my uh-huh. best time of the day because <laughs> you know I talk to myself uh, and I'm thinking, and I have the best ideas. And now it makes sense because, uh, like you said, you recharge when you're alone. Yep, and also it it it's not only recharging, but it is also your way of exploring. It's almost like having those personal, you know, uh, brainstorming sessions with yourself. Where you can exactly. become your your you know uh, advocate, devil's advocate, and fight your own thoughts. That does not happen with any other human being in the room. Even it could exactly. be a child who is not talking to I you, see. but your just attention gets divided, and then you can't do it. It's so beautiful to see how our brains yeah. are wired, and we can yeah. just tweak the same rule that is applicable for everyone else, yeah. and tweak it for ourselves in a different style, and find a newer aspect, yeah. a newer personality altogether. It's just so good. Now one aspect which i see as that you yeah. are definitely an extremely process driven person <laughs> I, can't you, that. <laughs> i can't contest that i can't contest and i must say that is the reason why you could take baking as a hobby and convert it into profession because you can trust your processes beyond you know other people's doubts and whims yeah. and fancies and and you know any uncertainty and that i'm saying because when you write your letter m it is like really rounded and also wide so if you look at your own letter m huh. you see that there is like you know width wise it is stretched out now anybody with that trait talks about how methodically you look at the process and it is almost a uh, a uh, mistake proof you just make sure that every single scenario is considered before you say this is my plan and this is how yeah. we will be looking at it so i have a very interesting question to ask you sure, sure. Now you say that this personality type is a bit methodical. How should I use this as an asset? Because what happens is there are times and situations are a bit chaotic, or the people you work with uh, is a bit chaotic. How do you not that let that irritate you? And how can you bring about the process in those chaotic situations, or in with those chaotic question. people? is is a great question because most of the time your strengths can become other people's weaknesses and also yeah. faster people may look at you saying that why why can't you move faster and without exactly. having yeah. uh, you know really indulge into every possibility yeah. here you can't move forward I totally so that's agree. absolutely that so now let's look at how can we go about it first of all the most important aspect here is knowing that this is how you think whether it is methodical or anything else even for our listeners yeah. like really accepting that this is how i think and this is my method yeah. comes really handy so when people start judging and when they want you to change your ways you yeah. can change it as much as you can but you won't be sitting there and doubting yourself for having this as your strength Understood. which happens because when everybody yeah. is like promoting being fast and being cool and whatever exactly. as an idea it is possible for you and to you're, sit you're there and say you're moving at a little bit of auto speed <laughs> yeah Okay. Second thing is it requires little bit of uh, uh, explanation on your part for okay. other people to see the value in how methodical thinking helps you. 
and helps them more than anything else so it might not be the natural thing for you to do yeah. but this is where you have to step out of your comfort zone and really explain to people that this is how i can solve the problem and yeah. next time or after 3 months after 3 yeah. years the problem won't occur now once they see that or once they start looking at that as a pattern which Makes is helpful sense. they will count on it second point third point when people are being chaotic also there is a possible strength in the other person's behavior you cannot be judging them which happens a lot mm, yeah you know when they are being chaotic yeah. they are really operating from the skill set that is not available to you and that yeah. is any anybody i'm referring to people when they behave you know contrary to our behavior there's a beautiful line written by this writer Ma- maria popova she says most of the time we consider differences as defects yes <laughs> and we keep fighting the other person on that and this is where you, like, you pause and you say no 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 this is different i don't agree with it i won't do it like that but that doesn't make it wrong makes sense okay? the very moment you would do that you will always yeah. find a midway it is the matter of judging one another yes. that is, that is so well put and probably that's going to be my biggest learning from this session thank you thank you <laughs> uh i had another question um uh, now that if i know my personality type how do i make decisions or take my life forward knowing this like how how does this gyan benefit me how do i apply it in my real life So I feel we are like these machines right we have certain patterns and we are predictable more than anything else now okay. if you don't know what is what if you don't know what's your pattern of being predictable on you'll just yeah. experiment and you'll try and you'll try different things without knowing whether this is really you or not now i always say this personality is a process so if you want to change anything in your personality yeah. you should know where the starting point is Know, today i say okay your natural tendency is to be an introvert natural yeah. tendency is to be you know methodical about the approach if you know these just these two things that we discussed yeah. now you walk into a situation and say okay i want to learn more analytical thinking but my fundamental nature is methodical so the, how i switch from here to there can happen so only analysis of personality through any tool any method is to assess where you are in comparison to where you want to go which i feel is is an incredible benefit and yeah. you know, when i look at people it's, it's like a body checkup that you do every year to understand yeah. okay this I is where i'm it. at and i can now work on my cholesterol like that and i can work on my sugar like that i'm using these two terms because that's what happens to your customers understood understood um i okay this might be a bit of a silly question But okay. you know, we write very little these days. We type, uh, we type on our phones, and I, uh, which makes me think that my handwriting has changed over the period of time, purely because it's out of practice. Okay. Does that reflect on who I am? And if it does, is it like a valid reflection? Okay. So your handwriting has changed. Yes. Is it because you do not write much? No. It is because you have changed <laughs> as a person <laughs> over these years. So the way you used to think, function, yeah. go about was very different than who you are right now. And those changes are captured in your handwriting. Yes, handwriting is not used much nowadays. Yeah. If you would have continued to write, probably the formation would have looked different. But handwriting has eight hundred permutations and combinations. Understood. So no matter how you look at it, this is who this represents who you have become. 
whether it looks good or not it doesn't matter, <laughs> doesn't matter. for me it's like a literal literally like a graph and that's why we call it graphology yeah. so the graph talks about the deeper aspects of your personality that are otherwise missed Understood. Are there any other such interesting personality traits from my uh, writing samples that you can? Yes, one of them is my favorite, which yeah. is when I looked at your writing, this stood out for me. Now, every time you write your letter A or O, there is no loop inside that letter. Okay. You know, so many times yeah. when people connect one letter to the other, they yeah. have loop on the right, they have loop on the left, they have multiple loops at times inside knots kind of huh. formation. In your A and O, there is no loop. Now that shows how clear you are at your heart when you do things. So if you feel upset with people or if yeah. you do not agree with something, it shows on your face. <laughs> if you are, <laughs> if you are really in love with something and you're convinced yeah. about it, it shows on your face. So that I feel. Obviously, in our Instagram filter-driven yeah. society, is not the <laughs> coolest thing to look at. But if you look at human values and genuine connection and yeah. deeper friendships, it's it's a quality to cherish. Because if you have become friends with someone like twenty years ago, till yeah. date, you know that if that person is your friend, you'll do yeah. anything and everything it takes. Now that is a sign of integrity. That is a sign of being so frank that you do not. uh play the games that mostly all of us you know fall into socially otherwise so you stick Understood. to what you believe in and pay the price for it yes Many i definitely have the... to pay the price for it <laughs> <Many> <laughs> people don't know the paying the price aspect of it because it is really expensive to be that <laughs> frank nowadays <laughs> i totally agree with that another aspect of it your yes. writing is disconnected Now it's beautiful to see methodical thinking person who co- collects all the information required and puts yeah. all the efforts to you know gather it to present a final really robust conclusion but because your writing also talks about disconnections which is about yeah. creativity which is about not following rules which is about really going with your intuition so gut feel to make decisions are so beautiful and interesting to look at these two contrary behavioral yeah. traits coming together and if i am not wrong if i have to describe your working style you follow the method but you keep reinventing the process but you love to reinvent the process and not like whimsically do things yeah. the whole process will be reinvented when you feel in your guts when you intuitively yeah. feel this is a time to do that so it's a combination of gathering information and intuition to put things in your decision making it's it's wonderful to look at that so i don't know if this is a reflection of that but last year sometime i think in the month of july august or september so we have a very detailed production plan here at the factory where we produce bread cake cookies and sometime mid july mid august i said listen let's just scrap this plan and make a new one something okay. inside me said we can do better and uh, my staff came and said listen man you had only made the previous one also i said i know but something tells me that uh, time has come and that plan is not benefiting us the way we wanted to so let's redo it i'm just going to pause it. you here yeah. this something tells me is everyday observation of small small gaps that you keep seeing yeah. and one day it becomes like this clear internal exactly. you know feeling that you got to do it and that becomes your inspiration to do it but it is an everyday observation that exactly. you keep gathering this right so anyway ahead, so, so, we, so we made a new production plan and uh, generally when i like to do something new i don't like to tweak it i prefer just abolishing the entire thing and in a way restarting 
uh, to refresh your uh, brain, refresh your way of working. And about a month, month and a half of executing it, everybody who was part of it was so much happier. They found uh, life was easier. They found work was easier. And so we were all wondering, why did we do this much earlier? <laughs> why did we wait until now? Right, but that's only about the process is is bigger than you, and going yeah. back to ikigai that you spoke about, yeah. that it's literally like picking up ikigai and and building the whole thing. So you you use that word when we were talking before yeah. the conversation. How do you find your ikigai in your work? When I was learning how to bake, uh, I felt that is when I truly discovered who I am and what I wanted to do in life. You know, there are times like, through work, in, in, exactly because. Uh, there are times when you study and you feel okay i've done well i've not done well but there is it was during the baking where i said listen i'm enjoying doing this mm-hmm. and uh, whether this will be a hobby whether this will be a career i don't know what it is but i was really really enjoying doing it and i would not look at the hours i would feel happier my body would feel better so i just knew this is what i wanted to do and till date i feel uh, in a, any situation of chaos or panic if i'm in in my plant if i'm from just seeing how it's being made mm-hmm. it calms me down instead i think during the pandemic the very fact that we were operational kept me sane because i oh, needed nice. that to just be normal wow lucky you most people <laughs> <laughs> most people envy you on that one sentence like oh during the <laughs> lockdown you did what you love to do how amazing <laughs> is that <laughs> No, but I, I cannot agree more on this one. Like I feel that about my work. Every time I have a handwriting sample in front of me, I blush. Yeah. I blush <laughs> while talking about it. it. It's just that feeling where you feel you're you're home, whether things exactly. are working, not working. It just feels calm. I I totally get that. Now, uh, another aspect: if somebody is starting, yeah. you know, I I meet a lot of people who are considering baking as a career, yeah. and they especially during the lockdown, they they explored, they baked, and they yeah. say, okay, I think I like it. What do I do next? So, if they become like proper chefs or not, but how do they go about it? Like, how do they try it out, and where do they drop the idea? You know, most of the time when you are excited, passionate, yeah. you do it for some time, and then yeah. you realize the business aspect of it. And how would you evaluate? Where where should one drop, and how do how they should look at this as a career hobby or both? So, this advice sounds very contrary, but I feel you should never do a business because it makes business sense. You should do it because you enjoy it mm-hmm. and have faith that if it's something good and interesting, and if you are really putting your hundred percent to it, it will make sense at some point. I'm sure this is a concept you was experienced when you took up this uh, very controversial. Uh, Career apology. That what am I going to do with it? But you know, yep. if you have faith, that you feel like the world will turn around someday. Yep. Um, the beauty of cooking or baking is you can do it at any scale you want. You could do it from your home with a small kitchen. You could rent a small kitchen near your house, or you could put up a big factory. So it, right. it really depends uh, at what at what stage in life you're at and how big do you want it to be. And so there's so many bakers I know. Who either bake uh, breads or cakes or cookies, and they just start selling by in their local area, geographical local area, in your same complex, at your neighbor's place, word of mouth, and this is without even using the beauty that is the Instagram and Facebook communities. True. So I just feel, listen, if there's something you enjoy, start. But one thing you should be clear: you're not going to give up. It it cannot be something I did and then okay, you stopped after a few years. You give it everything you have. 
and uh, when it doesn't work you give it double of what you had well said, because well you said. have to make it work <laughs> because that when you stand when you stand behind an idea with that amount of integrity and grit i don't think exactly. anything can go wrong exactly in fact i don't understand when people say i'm going to build a business to sell why i mean i'm <laughs> building a business to spend the rest of my life because <laughs> building something to sell doesn't make sense to me i know some people are wired differently i hear you i, I also yeah. have similar problems <laughs> Now, Aditi, one thing I want to talk about, which is the concern yeah. area, according to me. So that's some feedback that you can ponder and think and look at. Okay. Now, with all the great, uh, you know, passion, creation, all of that that you have been nurturing, and you work very hard at that. So many times, you do not give yourself enough credit for the work that you have done. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that because in this segment of our conversation is called autograph, please. where i look okay. at your autograph with your signature and talk about how people misunderstand you because signature is your public image and handwriting is who yeah. you are so when we have the gap so many times we get lost in the translation between the two so when yeah. you are in public you know you m- many times this happens you tend to become unknowingly by the way self critical and then when you okay. turn back you look at your own self and you think about that same conversation you say but why did i say that why why would i come up with this aspect here like this wasn't yeah. valid this is not what i was thinking but yeah. in the moment when people disagree with you internally in your in your being in your heart in your you know soul you know that you don't want to do it but you do yeah. become critical and also harsh with yourself Uh, I think it, I, I can think of several instances of this right now. Yep. But uh, so, w- what does one do in a situation like that? Because I think one of my thought processes when something like this happens, let's say I've met someone new, or let's say I've met someone whom I uh, look up to a lot, right? And they'll have a they'll say something, and I see that listen, yeah, there's I need to. That's when I become self-critical. Mm-hmm. But where do you draw the line that you're being self-critical, or you're actually going to evolve more as a person mm-hmm. and take this advice forward how do, how do you differentiate that so self criticism comes with i shouldn't have done this particular thing it also has a negative emotional connotation to it it has yeah. reprimanding yourself as a thought behind it so let me say i was beating myself up kind yeah. of recurring thinking process when you become evaluative you look at the situation is like the bread that you tried baking with the best possible yeah. ingredients and recipe and it went off it went bad so you look at yeah. it and say okay what went wrong so there is an objectivity there understood so understood. when you lose the objectivity and when you get involved when i say when you indulge into that critical self dialogue is where the the problem is makes sense this actually right? makes sense now yes and also the harsh conversation or the words that you use and it could be a casual comment but i always yeah. tell people what you say to yourself is yeah. 5000 times more important than what others tell you because that voice yeah. is most trusted yeah Now, you definitely have a critical inner voice you know i believe Understood. other family members are there to do that job you need not take up their role to be critical <laughs> from within <laughs> So let them do their job, and you can really <laughs> sit there and figure out what you want to do. But but that's the idea. So when the criticism comes your way, instead of like really evaluating it, you first take it in, process it in by by hmm. uh, you know 
really really thinking about it over and over again by ruminating over it and then you look then you evaluate i think we just have got to change the sequence Understood. first evaluate and Makes then sense. you let that information in to even think about Makes sense. So, you know, because if we are talking about this autograph, so something I've noticed in my signature, I've always written my signature as my full name. So I write Aditi Handa. Right. In the past year, in, uh, year, year and a half, or maybe even two years, I've started uh, eliminating the last one or two alphabets of my surname. Right. So instead of H-A-N-D-A, at times I write H-A-N, at times I write H-A-N-D. What does that mean? That I don't means- know what that means. that means that so many times you are rushing through the process to a point that you are not getting the the complete process driven approach on everything so when you feel that i i don't yeah. have control over it you just like let let it go and that you you obviously do not like that is against your nature to the the last degree but i must Understood. say that when i when i bought your bread and that it has like nice signature of yours i had to <laughs> look at that <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is how she signs. That I remember, like, <laughs> like back in the day when you started signing on your product yeah. for the first time. So I yeah. had looked at it. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I had one question. When you look at my personality through my handwriting, what do you think is holding me back to work better? Okay. Three things. Okay. okay. First, first one is when you. look into the mirror when you have that conversation with yourself you are really really critical of yourself not only in the harsh comment that i spoke about yeah. in an evaluative manner you almost believe less less expect the worst and then build whatever we can so yeah. your worst begins with you that one dialogue that one conversation and that habit yeah. pretty much is not necessarily healthy in your case second thing that i look at your writing you start your letter y you go uh, behind like you go to the left side and you okay. leave the stroke there that okay. shows that the person thinks about multiple areas about execution about going about life you go and get stuck to one of the ideas in the past and do not move out of it easily yes that happened right? so you feel pegged to a mistake a disaster uh, a critis- critical moment in your career yeah. and you kind of keep reliving it now again not extremely helpful because when you want to move forward yeah. that emotional baggage is built and almost like paid attention to to make it bigger and bigger and that is how do you of, how do you get out of that that is like definitely <laughs> an aspect of trigger versus reaction and response because these are our micro choices so the very moment you start observing the yeah. pattern i highly recommend handwritten journaling on that because when you start writing your thoughts physically you yeah. pause you evaluate and it is a slower process designed yes. for you to to look at this thing so even for our listeners if you constantly go back and remain stuck in certain aspects the question yeah. that you can use here is what am i trying to prove with this habit or this pattern that i'm inculcating because somewhere Understood. we're trying to prove to ourselves that i wasn't that wrong i was yeah. as good enough i did this with all my grit yeah. and there is a justification track that is happening now when you ask this what am what was what am i trying to prove even now because that thing happened 5 yeah. years ago 10 years ago you're still trying to prove something now if yeah. that is the emotional connection giving an outlet through handwriting allows you to yeah. be calmer 
understood slowly steadily it will start resolving the third point that i wanted to make yeah. about your uh, the the thing that you can work on is when you observe something yeah okay you are great at absorbing it observing it reading between the lines you really spend a lot of time doing that now that information is not necessarily evaluated or used anywhere so you see the gap and you say i will work on it one day but the action plan to work on it comes as and when required but that yeah. gathering that observation process of like picking up mistakes picking yeah. up gaps picking up wh- what's wrong keeps happening so when you evaluate your day when you evaluate yeah. your week you're more driven by what did yeah. not work so you do not do justice to both the sides you don't say okay these were bad things and these were great things you yeah. forget about the great things pretty much altogether yeah, and i think your husband would agree with me on this one because he would <laughs> sit there and say but we did this good and that good and we could have done you know we covered our costs here and you're like yeah, yeah. right i agree with you but we could have and yeah. we could have and we could have so one is pursuit of excellence which allows you to move forward but it's yeah. also a, a pursuit right so it makes you feel uh, more expanded it makes you feel yeah. lighter it makes you feel curious like a child and then there is perfectionism which is like a dog running behind oh. you and if you don't get there it will catch you it will hold you it will you know bite you and with that fear when we run it's the same run but it doesn't feel the same way this thing uh, is repeat this entire thing or elaborate because i thought this was fabulous thank you i've never been able to differentiate between the two but suddenly it made sense so actually so many times the actions uh, we yeah. look at the actions and say did you show up here did you do the work and we only evaluate the actions yes. and they are mostly great because you are committed to the, your profession and everything that you do yeah. but the reason behind the motive behind the action can change the experience completely right so if you have to wake up for your uh, neighbor's child who is crying in the middle of the night Yeah. you do it because you got to do it because it's a child but you would be like exhausted and you will think yeah. about all the morning stuff that you want to do but imagine doing it for your own child there is no yeah. second thought there's so much of love there's like of course exactly. i have to do it so suddenly there is the emotional experience of the same action is completely yeah. different so when you do it from pursuit of excellence it is yeah. lighter it is more expansive it is like something that you look forward to with curiosity when you do the same thing from fear of making mistakes or being a perfectionist or yeah. like oh my god if i don't do then then what with that kind of dog chasing you yeah. in, on that journey the same experience is exhausting pressurizing stressful anxious all of that this was fabulous i thought this was so insightful Thank if you. anyone ever questions before you can just repeat this thing to them because <laughs> even if there's nothing else makes sense if this makes sense i feel you're sorted in life for at least the next few years and ikigai is exactly about that right it is not about what you do yeah. it's about do you find yourself when you do it do you really add yes. value to yourself and to the process exactly. so whether you reach there or not that running that taking care of the child that business yes. decision everything should feel and also is yeah. a very eastern philosophy in yoga sutra they say detached yeah. involvement so when you are yeah. completely involved in an activity you do the same thing so all things yeah. and and i for me as a high performance coach i feel this is true high yeah. performance 
where you can yeah. every day have those moments of complete involvement yeah then results will follow this is my my fundamental belief with which i i do everything this is true so you know now i don't know if this makes sense to that but about 4 years ago is when i had my kids uh, we had twin boys Mm-hmm. and uh, i always thought i would work for the rest of my life and when they were born uh, right before they were being born uh, me and me we used to discuss that i'll get back to work in 3 months right and uh, <laughs> i didn't get back to work for 2 years and i <laughs> just wanted to enjoy it exactly because and you know this uh, because i was not trying to perfect being a mother or a, a baker or business and i wasn't trying to do that i was just enjoying being a mom And I just so wanted to much. dwell more and more. And I told him that listen, you remember when we started the bakers' dozen? I did nothing but this, right. and now I feel I'm at a point in life where I don't want to do anything but be a mother to my kids. And yes, a time yes. comes when you change, but because uh, you know a lot of people would come and judge you for the fact that you stopped working, right? Of and, course. And I said maybe I will get back to work, maybe I will not. But if I give bakers' dozen all that I had, I I think. My sons definitely deserve that. Definitely. Then obviously, think... time came when they grew older and we could manage, uh, and I could juggle between. So then I got back to work. But the positive but... excellence happened then. Yeah, but Aditi, what you said is so beautiful because what you're saying is. If I am doing this role, I want to do complete justice to it until exactly. I feel that I have done my best job. Not about what other people are saying. I think that is yeah. one of the reasons why your company and overall the venture <laughs> is so successful because you stuck around with thank so you. many ideas like that. And thank, thank you. Thank you. We are releasing this episode uh, <laughs> in the week of Women's Day, and I'm so happy to share a story that is this powerful, this empowering, and simple at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's not about like you have to fight the mm-hmm. battle and all of it. Just like you just follow what you believe in and be at it for things to fall in place. I think that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for sharing this story and also being so vulnerable with all the questions that you asked. You're like genuinely like I got to know this. That's like this great learnability. Thank you. I mean, you almost forget that people are listening to it and maybe they're judging you. But it's just so much fun knowing about yourself. Of course, of course. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. And thank you so much for teaching me so much today in such a short period of time. That's that's really fabulous. So please implement these lessons and tell me how you feel about them and what was your eureka moment when you implement things. Those stories are always fascinating for me. For me, those are like yeah. those my ikigai moments when I see transformational <laughs> stories. Yes, perfect. <laughs> so how was it for you? Did you find that methodical M or even the clear O in your writing? You know, every single conversation like this, you know, interview based on graphology can reveal different aspects of your personality. You'll say, "Oh my God, I didn't know this was true for me." And those are your pearls. Those are your moments where you dig into it, think about it, ponder, and see how it is applicable in your life. Make the most of it. Now, if you're listening to this episode, watching this episode on the YouTube channel, you know this. Now, if you have any comment, any specific question for me, you can DM me on my Instagram handle at Aditi Surana. If you're watching this episode on the YouTube platform, then you know the drill, right? Like, share, subscribe, comment in the comment section about what were your takeaways and how would you grow with it? What would you improve about yourself? I cannot wait to hear all these things. Also, I'm saying these things for the first time. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Absolutely Right. If you want to know more about my work, you can go to the website aditisurana.com for your own queries and to see how we can help you. You can write to us, write w r i t 
at aditisurana.com. That's my email ID. And on our Friday episode, I will be presenting one more journaling question with graphotherapy, grapho journaling, and we will be looking at a newer aspect to change something about you, your life. Let's connect on Friday. Till then, happy writing.